Today's episode is called The List of Shit That Made Me Mostly Accept My Enoughness. I say mostly because I don't want to pretend that 24-7, 100% of the time, I'm in full ownership of the splendid enoughness that was bestowed on me at birth, purely for existing. Nope, I still struggle on the regular. On a good day, I'd say I own my enoughness about 80% of the time. On a bad day, yeah, think mud wrestling pit. Before we begin today, I want to give a super important acknowledgement and a shout out to the list of shit phraseology that I'm using in my title today. I read that on Farida D's Instagram profile and it really zinged with me and made me smile. She's a gender researcher and a poet that has a list of shit that made her a feminist. Check her out. The link will be in the show notes. Today is my first ever solo episode. <laughs> I'm talking you through a list of shit that felt crummy for me at the time and also helped me to have uncomfortable conversations with myself that helped me to shift sucky habits and beliefs that were getting in the way of my enoughness. I'm sharing stories about me, but I'm asking you to think about how these relate to you. I'm glad you're here. Let's roll. Hello and welcome to Enough, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Leto. This show is a mashup of inspiration and exploration around what gets in the way of us feeling good enough. If you're a leader whose life looks shiny and together from the outside, but inside your inner critic assures you that you are one hot mess, this podcast is for you. It's time to own your worth quirks, foibles, imperfections, and all. Welcome to Enough. So the first item on my list of shit that made me mostly accept my enoughness was getting sick. About eight years ago, I was in big time denial about how bad my burnout actually was. Kids are incredible, aren't they? They're little sages. My daughter was about six years old at the time and we were in bed reading a story. She had chosen Snow White that night. Oh, 42 pages. And I'd really hoped she would choose my favorite, which was Spot Can Run, which clocked in at about eight pages. Anyway, when we got to the part about the witch in Snow White, she closed the book really quickly and screwed her eyes up shut because she was scared. And then I took the book from her hands, gave her a hug, and she ran her little fingers around my sunken eye sockets and said, Mama, you look like the witch. Are you going to get dead? <laughs> that, folks, is a record scratch of life moment right there. The learning, hmm. I realized, or started to realize, that it would never be enough. No achievement or gold star or accolade or title. I had to consciously choose to appreciate and take care of what I already had, including my precious daughter and my one and only body. So last week I was reading this really interesting book called The Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman and Michael Long, which is a fascinating study about dopamine. It's the neurotransmitter, in case you and dopamine are not besties, it's the neurotransmitter that's tasked 
with acquiring more of anything that'll help you in the future. So donut, your craving goes off the charts. Why? Because your lizard brain isn't sure when you're going to eat again. So you may as well take two and lick the plate while you're at it. That butter soft quilted Chanel handbag. Do you feel the throb of lust and craving? Sidebar, if Chanel's not your thing, insert whatever shiny gizmo is your jam. That increased status of acquiring this item will help you to feel more powerful in your social group. Ditto the next bonus, promotion, or whatever your fill-in-the-blank is. The thing about dopamine is that it's insatiable. So if you struggle with constant striving and efforting and perfectionism and overachieving, even to your own demise, like I did with my burnout, you may never have thought about dopamine. The more we can understand what is driving us and why, the better choices we can make for ourselves. Okay, so the second entry on my list of shit that made me, mostly, accept my enoughness was getting spit on. So this one's tender. I was, I thought, in love with this emotionally unavailable man in my late 20s. And in hindsight, I suspect that he had narcissistic personality disorder, but hey, that's a whole different conversation. Anyway, I spent money I didn't have on clothes to appear graceful and elegant and sophisticated. I bought these ridiculously priced bottles of wine for us to enjoy. In fact, I created this whole successful classy woman persona because I couldn't possibly be interesting or desirable or cosmopolitan just being myself, a broke graduate student with a sketchy wardrobes and oodles of gumption. So he'd compliment me, but it was in this odd backhanded way. He was like a cream puff with a razor blade inside. One day he asked me, where'd you get that blazer? I thought it looked pretty good. I'd worn it especially. He said, yeah, it's nice. I love the leather elbow patches before bursting out laughing. Oh my God, I was mortified. Bye-bye blazer, by the way. I was young and he was a somebody and I was so eager to please. So I bought this fake velvet suit in Cookie Monster Blue. We met, me and the guy, not me and Cookie Monster. And I felt so powerful in that suit. Things got intimate, he was on top, and then he couldn't get off. My power melted away, it must be me, I thought. So funny how that was my first thought. My fault, not good enough, not experienced enough, well, because that was true not sexy enough, not skilled enough. He kept going, but it just wasn't happening. And I could sense his frustration and he looked angry, I don't know, embarrassed, ashamed, I don't know what it was, but he looked down at me and then he spit on my face. This big foamy goober slid down my forehead and down around my eye socket and it kind of sucked the wind out of me. I'd given everything I tried everything. I'd done everything. I had trashed my own boundaries. I had stamped down my own inner voice that kept asking me, like, what the hell are you doing with this guy? My credit cards were glowing red. I had become who I thought he wanted me to be. And no matter how hard I tried, it still wasn't enough. But you know what? 
in that shit list moment, some scrap of dignity and self-knowing scrabbled its way up to the surface. And I wiped my face on the sleeve of my fake velvet jacket. And I left. I was done. I realized that I couldn't rely on another person to keep my non-existent self-worth on life support. That was an inside job. And um, just to keep it real, uh, did I avoid dating losers forever thereafter? No, I like my research to be extra thorough. So I dated a few more duds just to be sure. (laughs) And the learning of all this, of Goobergate, as I now call it. If you've been in any of these shit show relationships, if any of this resonates in any way, forgive yourself for those past relationships and how you showed up in them. Forgive yourself for attracting what you thought you deserved. Forgive yourself for thinking you had to earn and hustle for love. Forgive yourself for accepting that hot, cold, mixed signal shit with a bit of sex and some scraps of attention. The fact that that was okay for you at the time. Forgive yourself. You are enough. Okay, the third entry on my list of shit that made me, mostly, except my enoughness, was getting divorced. Twice. Yeah, because I'm an overachiever, right? (laughs) My divorces were a major shame issue for me at the time. And to reconcile my beliefs with reality, because the brain hates cognitive dissonance, I had to cling to my not good enough story like a life raft. So my beliefs included that I'm not good in relationships. I deserve to be alone. I was damaged goods. I was unlovable. So the good girl in me doubled down. Cover messes with successes, right? That was my motto. And if you tuned into Mark Silverman's episode, you'll know how damaging that kind of behavior can be. So a couple of years ago, my coach said, What if those relationships weren't failures, Mandy? What if they were simply complete? So my jaw dropped and my face went all confused. And it started to make sense when I thought about it and journaled about it and mulled it over and talked about it with my coach again. I realized, and this is the learning, that the good girl part of me was trying to keep me safe. If I accepted that I wasn't suitable for romantic relationships, then that safety-seeking part of me, that good girl inside, she could discourage me from heartbreak by avoiding them altogether. (laughs) I mean, it's a radical approach, but I get it. So if any of this zings with you, learn more about your good girl conditioning and what's underneath it. The more you understand that there are so many things at play with this whole enoughness stuff, the dopamine, the parts that want to keep you safe, socialization, the good girl conditioning, the more you can pause and make a different choice that's more aligned with who you're becoming. 
So if you want to find out more about you and your good girl conditioning, you are in luck because I commissioned a quiz by the brilliant therapist, Sally Brown. The link is in the show notes and it's also on the homepage of my website under quizzes. And you can find out more about you and your good girl conditioning there. I hope that this solo episode has made you think about a shit list of your own. One of the themes of this podcast is that the work of coming back to our wholeness is messy and non-linear and ever-evolving. It's not a one and done. I wanted to share some of my stories that I'd relegated to the shame cupboard because I'm no longer worried about keeping my fake, flawless image on straight. I am a powerful woman and an imperfect one. The two can coexist. I'd rather be real than be impressive. Thank you for seeing me. One housekeeping memo to close out today's solo episode. I am taking a creative break with my team for the coming three weeks to create more goodness for you. Please take the time and space to catch up on any episodes that you've missed so far. And I will see you back here on the 9th of December. This is Mandy Leto signing out for Enough, the podcast.